0: Have you ever wondered why anyone drinks Malort? Or if there are actually lobsters in the Chicago River? Then listen to the Curious City podcast, where we answer all your questions about Chicago and the region. WBEZ's Curious City is part of the NPR network and available wherever you find your
1: podcasts. Hi, I'm Justin Kaufman, and this is Reset. That's from a town hall this past weekend. It was organized by the Black Drag Council to discuss the issue of racism in Boystown. Town. More than 50 of the city's top drag performers signed an open letter demanding change in how black performers are treated in the community. One of the key changes they're looking for is namely accountability in the way shows are booked. Two major Boys Town establishments, Roscoe's and Berlin, have already taken some steps to address the demands. Well, we wanted to learn more, so we're joined by two members of the Chicago Black Drag Council, Lucy Stool, who is an organizer of the Drag Marked for Change that took place earlier this month, and she moderated the first public town hall. Lucy, hello.
0: Hi there. Thanks for having me, Justin. Yep.
1: And Bambi Banks-Coulet. Bambi was with us last week talking about the organization of Queer Pride, but also this very issue of inclusivity in Boys Town. Hello and welcome back to Reset, Bambi.
2: Hi, thank you so much for having me. All right, so ba-
1: Bambi, we, we talked about this and we've been we've been covering and following this story uh, on Reset for the last couple of days, but we talked to you about this. What has changed since the time we talked on Friday?
2: Oh my gosh, so much and honestly not enough. Um, <laughs> we've already had conversations with all the GMs uh, and we plan to have conversations with all the owners of the bars. We've already talked to the main show hosts who were um, perpetuating the racism in our community and they both have decided to step down from their Mm position by not following the guidelines of our demands. So right now we're just in a place where we have to continue to work and continue to build a safe space for all, you know, POC and women, AFAB performers, everybody, you know? Yeah.
1: Lucy, you've been a leading force in this organizing effort. What was what was in the open letter? What were the demands?
0: The demands were pretty specific to the one person, but they did include basically holding uh, everyone to the uh, same standard that you would hold black performers to taking away the ability of telling uh, performers, especially Black performers, what songs um, or how they could uh, do a performance. There was also a demand that I think was met with a lot of pushback from the specific person we were talking to, Mm -hmm. and that was specifically about um, defunding uh, them. We proposed two Saturdays a month um, that they would give up and put a Black person in support of, and uh, that was actually one of the things that they kind of pushed back against and ended up I think um, causing them to be completely removed from the situation.
1: It's interesting to me Lucy because when I'm uh, reading this story it, it seems that this stems from from one booker. The idea that a lot of drag shows in Boys Town are booked by one person and, and it could be in different bars uh, along Halstead Street or, or on Belmont but it seems like that could be the issue in the, and, and that is, is something because there isn't diversity even in the way that these shows are produced that, that could be causing a lot of the trouble.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That is actually the specific beginning of the problem. I think a lot of people uh, took the conversation as us kind of going on a witch hunt and going after one person, but it was actually just the beginning of the conversation we need to be having about the people that these bars and the owners and the general managers are putting in charge of these situations. Because if somebody was paying attention to that, this wouldn't have been able to go on as long as it would have.
1: Well, there was a public town hall this past Saturday, and you had one again last night. So tell me about the first conversation. Let's talk about the Saturday one, then we'll get to what happened last night. Who was included and how did it go?
0: So the first conversation, uh, I was acting as the host. Um, We had a mediator who is also a uh, black burlesque performer, Shimmy LaRue, uh, who is trained in uh, diversity and equity and inclusion. Uh, We also had um, a few speakers from the community that uh, came in to talk directly to the people that we were having the uh, town hall about.
1: Okay. And then I want to talk about last night's forum. It was more with Boys Town Business Owners. It was closed forum, meaning you're going to release the the, the video or, or audio of it in a week or so. But but tell us what happened last night. Can you give us any details?
0: I wasn't part of that conversation, but it was actually being led by uh, Joe Mama, uh, also known as Joe Lewis, the person who also uh, organized the uh, drag march for change that happened um, just a, just a week ago. It actually was a pretty positive conversation between uh, most of the GMs in uh, Boys Town and uh, queer bar owners beyond. I think it was a good start, but uh, Bambi, would you agree that there's still a lot of work that needs to be done?
2: Most definitely, I think that last night was definitely a great start to uh, show a lot of these GMs how we feel. It was a a lot of them actually like listening and uh, attempting to understand. However, I don't know if they fully understand. I don't know if there is a way for them to fully understand. But it was nice to see that people were willing to like work with us and work to have a better community.
1: Well I mentioned earlier in the lead just the idea that Roscoe's and Berlin two huge uh bars uh in Boys town came around pretty quick and said they're cutting business ties with the performer in question uh who has been the booker. Are you satisfied with those steps? I mean is that, is that that's got to be a good start because those are two anchor bars and and nightclubs in the area.
0: Uh yeah, we, you know what? I think it I think it was a very positive uh beginning. To this movement and what we're doing, uh, I have to be honest, at, at, at the start, I didn't know if anyone would really take on to it or if anything would really come from it, because we've seen so often uh, how a lot of white men can get away in these instances, even when they're called out about it. So um, to see the, the, the steps that they took actually going even further than our demands, yeah, it actually gave me a lot of hope as to what we can accomplish with this.
1: And Bambi, you're, I want to get your take on that as well.
2: Um, I think that it was definitely, like, the first step that needs to be taken, and had it not been taken, it would have been very hard for either of those businesses to succeed. So, honestly, <laughs> yes, it was a great first step. However, both of those bars need to also, you know, be held accountable for all the stuff that did happen while this person was, like, under their, uh, you
1: know. I, let me ask, yeah, let me ask this to both of you. you know, how, how have you been treated in Boystown? Because we've been having this conversation, and we had it yesterday with Lesiah Wade, and we talked uh, with Bambi last week, and, and, and Tracy Bame talked about inclusivity and exclusivity inside of an inclusive co- uh, community. But how have you both been treated in Boys
2: Town? What I find to be crazy is that I think that me and Lucy are actually some of the more privileged black performers in uh, Boys Town, And still, I feel like we're met with a lot of negativity and uh, a lot of, like, for instance, I've been gaslit and my name dragged in the mud just because I spoke at the uh, town hall, what was that, on Saturday. So it's just kind of, like, crazy how people take any opportunity or anything that you do and try to, like, tear you down just because you're looking for justice, you know?
1: Lucy, you've been on the scene for a long time, and, and you know I know you've been a part of, uh, of the drag community as a leader for so long. How have you been treated in Boys Town?
2: I've
0: watched this community and this city change um, so much within my time here, and uh, I have to say that Boys Town has made some changes for the better, but uh, the, one of the things that I've noticed is that the racism is maybe a little bit more hidden. Are not as overt as it used to be. I feel like in this uh, new age where people are being held accountable, especially online where things don't disappear, a lot of the attitudes and a lot of the things that were happening in community uh, just kind of became a little bit more hidden. Uh, you know, They didn't feel as empowered to be so bold about doing it. But, yeah, I mean, I've faced uh, a lot of adversity in this community. I've faced a lot of adversity um, just because of my race in this community. And just like Bambi said, even though we have um, worked to a point where we are more privileged as black entertainers to be a little bit more heard and seen, there's still pushback that we have, uh, you know, on a daily basis.
1: Bambi, your drag mother is Shea Coulee. And for those who don't know what a drag mother is, is like a drag mentor for a new drag queen. And they talked about an experience that they had with the lead booker. And I want to play a a clip of this because it went viral. Let's listen to a moment of that.
0: You had made a joke because at that time we would do cast numbers at the top of the show that for Black History Month, it would be funny as a number, as a cast, if we performed to Britney Spears' Slave for you with me dressed as a slave while the rest of you whipped me. Do you remember that? I...
2: I do. Wow.
1: That's intense. Bambi, What? how do you feel when you hear that?
2: Honestly, disgusted and not shocked, uh, you know, considering the person. Um, I'm pretty sure they thought it was funny and that it was a joke. And, you know, uh, like Lucy said, people have gotten a little more stealth with what they've been doing because the Internet does not lie and things do not go away. But, however, I feel like that's something that happened where she thought that she would never have to face the repercussions for it and it just happened to you know round about her years later and you, you really should watch what you say all the time and who you say it to yeah. because any kind of disrespect to anybody can lead to your demise and it's just disgusting that anybody would even think that that was okay to say out loud or think honestly
1: lucy when you hear that are you surprised by that
0: no, I am not. Because uh, I have to say, yeah, I was a part of the Boys Town and I was around when everyone thought it was edgy or fun to make, you know, racist, outlandish jokes. And it was just them being, you know, different or, you know, like, you know, controversial. So, yeah, no, not at all. I, that I, that absolutely sounds like something I've heard many times over.
1: Liz, talk about the, the Black Drag Council and, and what you're risking by taking on this conversation, being on WBEZ and making this a public, going public with the open letter in the town halls? What, what are you risking by taking on this conversation?
0: This is a hit to our lives and our livelihoods. Um, it is quite possible that, you know, people could absolutely blacklist us after this all of the hate that we've received um, from people inside of our own community about it. Um, Yeah, it's, it's a lot. And it's, it's really crazy to me to think that it's just us trying to stand up for ourselves and advocate for a better community for ourselves and our, our future black people that we would be, we would be met with so much of this, but yeah, I mean, everyone's going to have their um, own different opinion on it, you know, even though I truly feel like this is not really a matter of opinion. It's about, you know, what's doing, what's actually right. No.
1: Uh, Bambi, I- I'll ask you, what does true inclusivity look like? As it, The demands are, are in the open letter and you have the town hall and it's constructive and Boys Town and the uh, nightclubs there and the institutions listen, what does true inclusivity look like to you?
2: True inclusivity is um, black people in places of power, is women in places of power. It's not uh, a sea of bar managers and owners who are only white cis men. That is what inclusion is. You have to have people at the top in the main table before it could trickle down and get any better. So that is exactly what it is. And I really hope that these bars are listening and I hope that they find, you know, more black in AFAB managers.
1: Before I let you go, Lucy, what do you want to see happen next? Town Hall was last night. You some uh, nightclubs say they're, they're making changes. But what do you want to see? What should, what should we be paying attention to uh, as this story develops?
0: Um, I think the first thing we should be paying attention to is uh, the Black voices in the community that are uh, speaking up about these injustices and uh, holding people accountable, Like first of all. Second, I think everyone should definitely pay attention to the work that the Black Drag Council is doing. Uh, We have definitely come together to create something real and uh, worthwhile and standing, and it's been uh, really great to see everyone be so supportive and uh, actually stand behind us and help us make something that is very valid and very real, and that is going to uh, change lives. As far as the next step, I would really love to see, and we are making sure to see, that uh, all of the bars that were included in this conversation, and even the ones that were not, because we have passed this information along, start to uh, take proactive steps to um, make these changes, uh, hiring diversity counselors, uh, uh, starting to talk about new hires that, you know, don't all look the same. You know, just actually making some momentum and taking some steps forward in uh, what they have been saying, you know, online.
1: It's Lucy Stuhl, also Bambi Banks-Coulet with us, two Chicago drag queens who signed onto the Letter of Demands for Better Treatment of Black Performers in Boys Town. Lucy, Bambi, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much for having
2: us, Justin. Uh, for having us.
1: And that's today's Reset for the best coverage of everything from the COVID-19 crisis to the protest for racial justice and everything in between. Tune to 91.5 or go to WBEZ.org. I'm Justin Kaufman. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you back here tomorrow.
0: At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind.